0: All I'm going to say is take it one day at a time. That's all you can do. One step at a time. I'll tell you, you tell yourself. That's what I told myself. If I can wake up today, if I can get to today, I can get to yesterday. I can get to today. Just one step at a time. You're listening to the In All Podcast. Unpolished stories of hope dealers who share their experience of reliance, recovery, and renewal. These are everyday Houstonians who are a part of Mercy Street a church community in Houston, Texas. We believe God is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration. Go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories and see how we all find God in all our stories. I uh, like that song, uh, that song we sing, in Mercy Street, uh, Hurting the Healer or part of me is dead, or part of me is alive. And that's, every time I hear that song, that's what I think about. Because part of me, when she passed away, died, but there's part of me that's still living. Well, she was born with a congenital heart disease. And the doctors basically told her parents she wouldn't live past 16. She passed away at 39. And I keep telling her, yeah, the reason you live past 16, you are here. You, God put you here in this world to correct me. And she didn't. I mean, she didn't. She changed me for who I am today. She passed away like about a, about a month before our 10-year anniversary. You know, I almost didn't survive. As far as I was concerned, my life was over at that time. I, didn't, I couldn't go on. And, but I had a lot of friends and family, especially this community, that just kid kept plugging away, kept plugging away. I mean, I was, they saw what I was, go, I was going down a road What I was, I was basically drinking to kill the pain. But finally I just said, I, I can't, this is not the right way to do this. Cause I wasn't feeling the pain. I was numbing it. Once I stopped basically drinking heavily, uh, I was able to just relinquish and just, that it's, I gotta, I gotta move on, you know. She's gone, but she wouldn't want me to which want me to live like that. Well for this place I'd probably be dead or dead or in jail. Sure. I was mad at God. You know. Plain and simple. I mean, I was like, going, why did you do this? I mean, we I mean I knew it would happen eventually, but I was looking maybe you know being sixty, seven years old, not at 39, 40. You know, and I was I was mad at that was that with him and didn't understand why and just, you know, and I, you know, I talked to Matt a lot of times about it. He goes, there's nothing wrong with being mad at God. He goes, he looked at me, and put, he threw this analogy at me. He goes, do you get mad at your earthly father? Oh yeah. And God your father? True. And he, he goes, Matt goes, you can take it. You all scream at him. And that's that's what I did. Just open and honest with him, and just saying, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling." And then I, a lot. I mean, I did go to a, you know, I, I was having so much hard time dealing with losing her then I went to a psychiatrist for a little bit, just, just to get through that. And he, and that helped me a lot. And just, uh, he, he told me one time, when you know, what, you know, talking about how I was feeling back towards Catherine he goes, "Write a letter to her." tell her how you feeling and that's what i did and it, it helped me express and get past not that i was mad at her and didn't love but i was just hurt and angry and everything i probably didn't think i was there at the particular point but then over time i finally realized that he was there with the fact that i was still never walked away from church i think that made me, on hindsight, made me realize that he was, that he was still there because he wasn't letting me. Something kept pulling me here. I never went, stopped coming from Merchant Street. I was here every day, every Saturday, for the you know, during all the time. And I told Matt one time, I don't think I'm getting anything out of this. He said, yeah, you are. You're here. You may not feel like it. And that's why I said I didn't always felt God was there. But but thinking back over it, I think he was there more than he was before she passed, because he knew he needed me stronger, he needed to be there for me a lot more now than before. And he, st- and he still is now. So, but I don't, I never felt, I always felt like I belong here. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. I mean, you can come in a suit and tie, or you can come up with torn jeans. You know, and I'm gonna you know, say a phrase that Matt used to say all the time. There's people here from Penn State all the way to State Penn. You know, it doesn't matter. They don't look at it any different. That's why I never stopped coming. Even in the darkest day of my life. <laughs> it's like a safe place. To be who you want to be. You don't have to put on front. You know. Unlike you know, some churches where you've got to you know, put on a front or they don't care about your background. Mercy doesn't don't okay, care where you've been just, just be here yeah God restored me to where you know because they put with just the way this place was and you know and I'm enjoying life and just you know so it's just everybody just kept me grounded and just got me restored again I would get, you know, one thing is that, you know, just don't take life for granted. It's too short. You never know when it's going to, you never know when it's going to happen. And also don't, I would probably go and tell my other past self, just don't not face the pain. The the longer you don't face the pain, you're not going to get through it if you're hiding it just it with it with whatever, drugs, alcohol, whatever, you're not going really to, it relinquishes the pain. That's the only way you're going to get through that. You know, and I wish I had done that sooner. But again, there's really no timetable in grief. It's just your own time. But I wish I would not, I wish I hadn't, maybe if I hadn't, have, you know, killed the pain, well, I might have been able to move on sooner. But as soon as I let go of, totally let go of my past, with, with Catherine, Jeannie came available. And what I really love about Jeannie is that she so makes me feel, you know, you know, wanted, you know, accepted, you know, and also, you know, that I belong. And What I like about her is that, you know, she came in here to this merch street because I was involved with it. And, She came in, started coming because I came here just to support me. And then she not only comes in here, but she gets real heavily involved with everything, which she didn't have to. She could have just, you know, said, no, you're on your own. You got to go here. I won't go. But, you know, she was and she, you know, and she supports me, you know, tries to, you know, keep me. A little grounded. And also the fact the way that Philip belonged that when I got married to Jeannie, I brought Jeannie in the place. I was like, are they, are they gonna compare to Catherine? Are they, gonna be, are they gonna do this? Are they gonna be awkward? Is it, no, they accepted, you know, 100%. I feel like I connect with God when I'm involved with the you know, volunteer effort here and then dealing with you know, mobile and everything else. And, you know, it's a part of a set of takedown team. I uh, uh, organize the merchandise table people to run that deal. That's covered. And then I'm involved with Merch Street Mobile on a, regular, on a pretty regular basis. People are, people are counting me get it done. That's the way it should be. If it weren't for this place, it would not be here. Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, we've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the In All groups in Houston.